Well, hello, good looking. How you doing? Oh, this? <laughs> this is just femoir. Fashion. 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 Fashion is my passion. The name is Desdemona and I follow fashion. I drive a Bentley and live in a mansion. I have no worries or cares in the world. Sure, I have a baby, but I pay the help to take care of her. Yes, you guessed it. I'm wealthy, damn near billionaire. My husband gives me money and I throw it in the air towards fashion. The only thing I care about, clothes and appearances looking good and stepping out, it's fashion. Look at that runway model there. You see behind her eyes, there is nothing but a blank stare. That's fashion. And that's also me. Other than looking pretty, she doesn't know who she should be because in fashion, we're all just standing there, staring at a crowd, but only seeing a light glare all alone. Beauty in an ugly world, no doubt was right when they said I'm just a girl, yet in fashion. There's a world where I belong, and it's where I will stay as I end this song. Fashion. 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 Hey there, friends. That's right. We're hopping back on the Femoir train. Choo-choo. Headed to Fun Station. What's up? This is another fun episode of Femoir, the podcast. And uh, in case you're wondering, all these episodes are going to come up um, every other Wednesday. That's the goal. Every other Wednesday. These little fun episodes are coming out. And so you already knew that because you downloaded it. And so you knew that, that it had existed. And so you're in a very elite portion of society that um, listens to this podcast. VIP, if you will, which is appropriate since this week we're talking all about very important people, people in the fashion industry, those who decide what makes things fashionable. One thing that's never going to be fashionable is this sound I'm making with my voice. Hope you enjoy this episode of Femoir, the podcast presents fashion. And now a word from our fake sponsor. What happens when you put a tiny little kitten with a big playful puppy together in a room filled with expensive clothes? Only the most exciting show to come to reality television this fall. Be sure to watch Terrors. That's right. It's Terrors. No, not like terror like Halloween or Osama Bin Laden or anything like that. We're talking about Terrors. It's the plural of one entity that tears. A terror. Yeah. For weeks, we documented which animal, the dog or the cat, will tear apart more expensive clothes and the stories that go along with each terrible tear fest. The stories that will us. Uh, 
down you. The critics have spoken about terror, saying it's just some footage of a cat and dog who tear at shit, and the animals are kind of cute, I guess, but I'm confused how this ever got produced, and there is no storyline, no plot, no through line, no competition, and absolutely no reason at all to watch this show. Don't miss an episode of the exciting new high-stakes reality TV drama, Terrors, coming to CBS this fall. When I saw the horrified expression on my dad's face, I knew I couldn't leave the house looking the way that I did. That day was my eighth grade graduation, and to celebrate, I went to get my hair officially done by Karen, the only woman who had ever cut or styled my hair up to that point in my life. Karen had an exciting idea for a hairdo for me for my special day, and I just let her have the reins because at that point in my life, I had no idea how to say no, or I don't like that, or that looks like shit, what did you do to me? So she started doing my hair in a way that she assured me was the most exciting, new, fashionable hairstyle in the city. And as she did it, I kept waiting for the part where it would transform from something odd and horrible looking into something pretty and stylish. And that time never came. By the time Karen was done mutilating my hair, I, no exaggeration, looked like the Statue of Liberty's daughter. If I had put on a smock and held up a lantern... That's how that hairstyle looked. It was tiny little braided bulbs strategically placed around the crown of my head with a large bun in the back for the rest of the hair that didn't fit into these spiky little halo things that she had created around the front. It looked awful. My mom pretended to be really excited about it, so I took my cue off her and smiled and said, I like it. Both my mom and Karen agreed that I would totally stand out from everyone else and everyone would remember how I looked at my 8th grade graduation and I, very honestly, agreed with them on that point. My mom paid her for the style and then we drove home and the whole drive I tried to convince myself that this monster on my head was in style and exciting and fashionable and everyone was going to be jealous of how good I look, though I couldn't really do it with much conviction because uh, I couldn't stand to look at myself in the mirror. And that's when we got home and showed my dad and he immediately vetoed the hairdo. Now my father is not controlling or angry or usually cares at all what I wear or look like. So when he said no, I knew that it was serious. I think maybe he just saw that there was a deep sadness in my eyes and he knew I absolutely hated it and didn't know how to say, please help me. So I went upstairs, took out the spikes from my hair, took a very quick shower and got rid of some of the pounds of hairspray that she had put in my hair to make that awful hairdo stay, did a very quick blow dry, and we left. And at my eighth grade graduation, my hair looked exactly the way it should have. It was down, straight-ish, very simple, plain, extremely frizzy from poor blow drying mixed with Midwestern humidity, and it looked just like every other day of my middle school experience. It was perfect. I gotta get this off my chest. I put humanity to the test and I'm often disappointed. I see you, skinny girl, size two, wearing that unnecessary belt. I get it, skinny girl. You got a tiny waist. Why you gotta rub it in my face? 
with that unnecessary belt. I wear a real belt around my hip. Otherwise, my pants will slip and show some serious ass crack. I wear a real belt because pants cost a pretty penny. So I don't have many and I got to pretend they fit right. I wear a real belt because my pants stretch and move when I dance and weekly laundry is real expensive. But you, skinny girl, flaunting that unnecessary belt make me sick like bulimic because I want to look like you, but I don't want to admit it to anybody. Instead, I'm going to judge and stare and give you the stink eye while secretly wishing that I could pull off an unnecessary belt, too. P.S. Your face looks like dog poo. Sorry. Had to get that off my chest. I'm okay with supermodels walking in a very intense way, but I wish they would at least put on a big goofy smile on their face because I think that smile would say, I love this outfit, much better than the angry glare that they normally wear. Next up, we have the fall collection from none other than the one and only Michael Kors. We begin with the daytime pieces. Ew. <laughs> That's ugly. That shirt is ugly. What? That shirt is ugly, not my fault. And now and for now the formal wear. Oh, oh, oh. Come on. Oh, 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 jeez. Oh, oh, okay, oh, you look stupid. Hey, everybody, look how stupid this girl looks with this dumb dress on. That's a dumb dress, huh? Shushing me is not going to make her look any better. Sorry, stupid. You look stupid. That's a stupid dress. Sir, is there a problem? No, no problem here, officer. I'm fine. Please keep quiet as you watch the runway show. Yes, sure, officer. And finally, the last part of the Michael Kors 2013 collection. Wedding wear. That's gotta be a joke. Look, those hemlines are way too asymmetrical. And your hair and makeup make you look like an alien, okay? E.T., phone home and take your stupid dress with you. <laughs> Alright, that's enough, sir. You don't even look like you come in peace, okay? You alien freak you look like you came here to ruin fashion because that's exactly what you're doing. You're a dum-dum, Michael Kors. You're a dum-dum. <laughs> A friend of mine did a modeling session for Abercrombie years ago, and he said they got them all liquored up and told them to play with each other however they felt was right. So what I'm trying to say is I essentially also modeled for Abercrombie throughout my entire college career. Lana Statler was a supermodel at the height of her career. She had it all, beauty, fame, fortune, until one day she fell. I just fell. I was walking, everything was going just fine, and bam, there I am on the ground. But the ground wasn't the lowest she would go. Just three short months after the fall, Lana would find herself no longer living in a lush New York City loft 
jet-setting across Europe weekly, rubbing shoulders with the rich and famous. She would be here, disheveled, on the streets, sleeping next to a puddle in a shady area of Brooklyn wearing a puffy army coat and high heels she won from a tranny last weekend in an intense game of dice. This is where we found her. This is where I live now. This is my box. <laughs> it's still so funny to me to say that when I was a model that had a totally different meaning. So what went wrong? We sat down to find out. I, uh, I don't know, really. I, I was walking and it was slippery. My dress was difficult to walk in. And, and suddenly I'm lying down in the middle of the runway and everyone's looking at me. And it's like, then after that, everything was gone. The heels I was wearing broke, so I couldn't get back on my feet, so I had to crawl all the way backstage, and, um, sorry. No, nobody spoke to me. Nobody helped me up. I tried to use a clothing rack to pull myself up, but it was on wheels, so I fell again and pulled it down with me before I managed to get my shoes off and finally stand up. Meanwhile, the rest of the models, they just walked around me. It, it was like I didn't exist. And as far as the fashion world was concerned, she didn't exist. I wasn't allowed to walk any more of the show. Uh, I was escorted out a back door. And I called my agent the next day, and he didn't answer. And I tried him again the next day, no answer. I called every day for a month with no response. And then I went to meet him at his office, you know, to talk face to face. And... Uh... <laughs> The meeting didn't exactly go as planned. Well, I was told by secretary that he was out to lunch, but I, I knew that he wasn't, so I said I would wait. And I just waited outside his office until he, he did eventually uh, leave it. And, and when I stood up to confront him, I... Oh, sorry, this is, this is hard to live, relive. I fell again. I just... I guess I don't have very good coordination. And that was it. She was officially out of fashion. I couldn't get work. I have no other skills because when you grow up looking like me, everyone just assumes that you'll be a supermodel your entire life and takes care of everything for you. I don't even know how to drive a car. <laughs> Pretty soon, I couldn't pay rent. None of my friends would take me in because they were all in the fashion world and they were afraid that they would lose work. So... Um, I lost my apartment and everything in it. I tried to get work uh, elsewhere, but with YouTube, um, everyone recognized me and called me the crawling model. So I couldn't get any work. And the only community that accepted me was right here on the streets. So she began living as another homeless on the streets. And she learned dice, how to ask effectively for money, and she made friends, lots of friends. What's up, Captain Winslow? <laughs> he likes it when I call him that. I don't think he's actually earned the title, but he always wears that silly hat, so. Hey, D'Artagnan, what's up? He likes to be a musketeer. He likes the musketeer rappers. Hey, Rick Roll, how you doing? He just likes to pop up out of nowhere and scare you. <laughs> that's why he, that's why he would call him that. Everyone on the street has a nickname, you know? Mine's Beauty Queen. <laughs> In fact, Lana has already worked her way up the social ladder all the way up to Queen. I love it on the streets now. I have a boyfriend, his nickname is Superman because he likes to wear a red cape and nobody here gets on YouTube, so I'm actually treated like a human being again. 
After all she's been through, Lana insists she's happy living on the streets and asking for money all day. She says the stress and restrictions of supermodeldom were too much, and she says she feels like a tiny angel shoved her angrily down onto that runway so she could now live a much happier life. You know, it's funny, even though I I'm homeless, I, I feel like I actually have found a home here. Reporting for WBEZ Chicago, I'm Irene Gloss. Thanks for listening. I am too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave me. I think we can all agree that the Mad Hatter is the most fashionable of all make-believe terrifying creatures. Next to, of course, Kim Kardashian. Billionaire unveiled his plans for Titanic 2 to set sail in 2016. Oddly enough, the billionaire also unveiled ambitious plans for constructing huge icebergs that the boat has to attempt to avoid along its journey. Former WNBA star Chimique Holtzclaw is being charged with assaulting an ex-girlfriend and could face up to 65 years in prison. <laughs> Finally, the WNBA is starting to act like their NBA counterparts. It's about time, ladies. Groupon ousted its founder and CEO and is currently searching for a replacement. And the company is saying that it's willing to let the new CEO get paid only 30% of what the previous CEO got paid, which is a great deal. An Applebee's waitress was extremely surprised to see her stolen driver's license again after a customer handed it to her as their form of ID, not realizing that they were handing it to the person that they originally stole it from. The identity thief was arrested and told she was going to prison, but she was unfortunately too stupid to know what that meant and continues to think that she's living in Disneyland. A hunky young special ed teacher was fired from his job after it was discovered that he was using his school Gmail account to respond to Craigslist hookup ads. The teacher will really have a difficult time finding work after this scandal, said no one. A swarm of angry bees attacked over 40 young children in South Africa. Yet another reason to be utterly terrified by South Africa. New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg blamed the city's homelessness problem on its jet-setting playboy millionaires. And then he asked if he could join some of them on their next adventure because the streets in his city are smelly from all the homeless. New CIA director John Brennan swore his oath of office on a copy of the Constitution that was missing the Bill of Rights. So for once... A political appointee actually did something honest. Hi there, folks. It's Constantine Trollux, your resident podcast advisor, here to tell you what I think of this week's theme, fashion. Well, I think that clothing is restrictive, and I don't know why we spend so much time thinking and worrying about it. Listen, listen, folks. Fashion is expensive and overwhelming, and it's a hobby that no one should really get involved with. Because at the end of the day, it's just clothes. And as we all know, clothes are way too restrictive. So here's my challenge for you. Stop being a slave to fashion and stop being a slave to your clothing. In fact, just stop wearing clothing. 
If you're fashioned in nothing but your birthday suit all the time, no one can ever think you're anything but confident. You don't need to wear whatever's in style because guess what? Your naked body is always in style. So take off those restrictive clothes and burn them so you don't even have the option of putting them back on. And then go around and conduct your day-to-day life wearing nothing at all. Every once in a while, if there's a strong breeze, make sure you have a potato sack available for warmth because anything other than that could make too much of a statement and you do not want to fall down the trap of becoming a slave again to your outside world. So be naked, folks. Be rid of fashion altogether and be free. Hey, friends, that's it. That's it for this episode of Femoir, the podcast. It was all about fashion, and I hope you enjoyed it. It was certainly fun to put together, and it was certainly fun to produce for you. Oh, God, I'm going back to that voice. What is it this morning with that voice? Jeez Louise. More information on Femoir, the live show, and the podcast at femoir.com. If you're just into the goofy little lady that produces this well she has a website too and she's currently talking in the third person because that's what cool people do so she was told briannahanson.com is another website and that has a schedule of all the live shows and when all the femoir the podcast will come out and whatnot and you know there'll be a schedule also on the femoir site but we got to take days one at a time folks we got to just embrace the today and accept the fact that tomorrow you might procrastinate a little bit because you wanted to sleep in. (laughs) If you like the show, friends, please do share it with a friend. Make them a friend of Femoir. I would very much appreciate it. Uh, If you're into the social media stuff, there's Twitter and there's a Facebooks and there's all sorts of things that you can share with friends. And um, I would appreciate it. And also, I love getting feedback and hearing what you think of the show and the constantly evolving nature of it. Um, If there's stuff that you really like and stuff that you really don't like at all or don't understand or whatever, you just let me know. I will always love to hear from you, friends. And until next time, bye. That has got to be a new personal record. Sometimes I really wonder what my neighbors think when I record these things. Oh, God. Good thing I don't talk to them. Oh, that's really fun. I really like that. What fun that was. Wasn't that fun, everybody? We just had so much fun, huh? What do you think? Imaginary friends all around me. (laughs) I'm lonely.